no ketchup, no ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome <laughs> to No Ketchup Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me. You know the gang. You know what time it is. I was talking to Nick. I'm like, look, NFL draft is coming. We already, we done talked about A-Rod. We done talked about, you know, the, we, we, we're just waiting on the NFL draft. So we're like, yo, let's talk all NBA, break down all hoops, because that's what's, that's what interests us right now. So that's what we're going to do. Big Nick the yeah. Quick. Yeah. Big Nick the Quick. What's happening? What's up, man? Man, what's the business? Man, you already know. Chilling, grinding, trying to find some more money so I can invest some more money. How about those Cubs? Yeah, I mean, no comment, really. <laughs> I, heard you, I heard you on the, uh, what was that, the, the New York New York radio show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I heard you give oh, a shout out. Yeah, I listened, to, I listened to the first part of it. I, yeah. I heard you give a shout out to the to the boys on the south side. You know what I'm saying? I guess it was hard for you to talk about the Cubs. So you had to, you had to show throw some praise over to the White Sox, man. So it's not too late, bro. It's not too late. You can come on over. You yeah. know what I mean? We'll, we'll take you. You know, you got your World Series ring, man. Come on over. Come on over where, where, it's, where it's fun. Yeah. Come on, Blue Bob and the boys. It's not because it's not <laughs> fun. It's not fun right now. We're uh, it's a very interesting situation we got going on over there. I think it, the stat was at one point last week, NL pitchers had a higher batting average than the Chicago Cubs as a team. Yeah, they're not hitting right now. But the, the thing about it is they haven't been hitting for a couple of years. They <laughs> haven't been hitting in a long time. I and, thought you uh you brought up an excellent point about Castellanos that if they Look, when they let him go and he's exactly what they needed, you knew you knew what the drill was. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. <laughs> the guy was literally already on the roster and you were seeing him on a daily basis. The reason went, the reason you went and got him, he did exactly that. And then when it was time to really do something with it, you let him walk out the door. So yeah. you know what time it is. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I did hear on the radio and I still haven't been down there since they've redone it, but they were just trashing um, New Wrigley today, even more on the radio. And I've heard it's not not what I what I'm used to. But as someone who hasn't been there, and man, I probably haven't been down that way because it, it's crazy. If you're not going down there, you can completely avoid that area your entire life. You like there's, there, huh? Yeah. If you're not yeah. going down there for a game, or you're not going down specifically to do something in that area, like I'm in the city, you can completely avoid that. So like when they're talking about on the radio today, like how it's just pretty much. A big corporate jerk off. Um, I haven't been down there, man. So maybe you can enlighten me. Like, what what does it look like? Is it that much different? Yeah, I mean, I could. I, I don't want to take up the whole podcast, but yeah, I mean, it's completely different. It's all corporate, and he, yeah, it's completely uh, for Joe Schmo that comes from Ohio that wants to catch a game for the weekend, and he so he doesn't have to leave Clark Street. That's it's not. That's it's a, not gritty at all anymore. Oh no. No, oh, it's like no, that. No grit. No, no grit whatsoever. Murphy's, the Murphy's is still there. There's a Shut couple up. of bars. Oh, Murphy's. There's a couple of bars that still got some grit. Is but the Jamaican yeah, spot still over there or what? Damn, the, nah, about, uh, I don't know. Mines? No, no, it's not Kicks. Not Kicks and Mines, the other one like, that was cracking. It was like Exodus. Uh, no, that was cracking. That <laughs> 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 nah, was cracking. No, nah, all, all that stuff is gone. Nah. What a joke. Like, all right. Yeah, no, bro. It's, uh, there's a Shake Shack over there. Seven. A Shake Shack. The Shake Shack. Oh, shit. you already tell yeah. me what it. I already know what it is. All right, yeah. no, I'm good, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it is what it is. But yeah, uh, that's a that's a whole another podcast for a whole another day. Uh, we're gonna get to a bunch of NBA stuff today. I was like, I said, like, yo, well, let's talk some NBA. NFL's kind of quiet till the draft. Let's talk some NBA. Steph Curry poured in 53 the other night, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. To pass to pass Will Chamberlain as the all time leading scorer. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors. I want to touch on that. Sad news, Jamal Murray blows his knee out. One of those instantly as I saw it, I was like, oh, his, his knee is done. That's gone. Like, it wasn't any question if it was a blowout or not. So Jamal Murray blows his knee out. Would Left you have knee. known that that Wilt Chamberlain was the all-time leading scorer to the Golden State Warriors? I would have thought it was either Steph or, like, Nate Thurman or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't I even know. remember uh, Wilt on the – I mean, I don't remember Wilt at all, but, like, I don't – you know, it's not what you think of. Yeah, he uh, he was there for a long time. And I, if, if my there mind is not – something, right? If I, if, yeah, if mine's not tweaking on me, they split cities too. So, yeah. like, he started in one spot, then ended up in another spot, but it was still all the same franchise. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I didn't know that. So we can talk about that. We're talking about Jamal Murray. Does his ACL injury shake up the West? Because that's a big injury on a Huge big player. Injury. 
on a team that's coming off a Western Conference final appearance last year. So and a team that just looking... traded their depth for Aaron Gordon too. So right, exactly. So um, that's a big injury. We're gonna talk about that. Updated MVP talk. We'll talk about that, and then we'll close it out with some big, big Bulls talk. Interesting spot. We make a big move. The big move is not necessarily translating into wins immediately. I still like the deal. We'll get into that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what we need, what's going on right now. First Take Tuesday, Big Nick the Quick. I, yep. I you're gonna, Yours is going to lead us directly into the NBA talk. So I'm going to drop my little First Take Tuesday. First Take Tuesday for me is <clears throat> appreciate these rappers. and art. I talk about this all the time, man. I felt like there was a stage where I know DMX was having a hard time with different things. Uh, rest in peace, DMX. But his his music was always legendary and always transcendent. And I think with the internet age and all that stuff, you kind of get wrapped into like the newer generation might have thought DMX was a clown drug addict, and that was not the case. No. For DMX had an 18 month period where he was the largest rapper in the world. He like it might have been Check of all the sales. time. Yo, Check it the sales, yeah. It might have been of all time at the moment. I think and then there was X sold 10 million copies. And at that time, only I think the Fuji, the Fuji's and only one other group had ever sold 10 million or one other rap considered rap album uh, had sold 10 million copies. So it was Eminem. Eminem, DMX, and the Fuji's. Yeah. That's that's elite company. And he was there when to Def Ham was having Def Jam was having trouble. DMX yeah. was there holding everything down. So make sure you show love and do your research and go check out a lot of these old guys. Guys like another good example that I thought of is like, man, when a guy like Bun B disappears, mm. it's like no one talks about Bun B or his music or really you know UGK like that. But dog, classic, bars. classic bars. bars, classic songs. So go back, do your hip-hop research, man. Listen to those guys. I feel like Bum B, because he's done a good... The one thing Bum B's done a good job of is he always does get into, like... A, remember, like, he was on Drake shit when Drake first came out on Uptown and shit like that? Yeah, people um, got love for Bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bun is, like, OG status. Like, people call him, like, yo, we throw Bun on the track, like, for sure. But, like, man, you look at someone, like... I even look like Nas. You know what I mean? Like, right. the younger generation's not buying Nas albums. Older heads might still listen to him, but it's like, yo... Y'all don't understand. Like Nas versus yeah, Jay Z was was a thing, like a real thing. Like now you think Jay Z the icon and Nas, low key the quiet icon of business, right? Uh, but you don't think about those guys as two guys who at one point in time were just focused on getting bars out and right. were really going at each other and really kind of had the hip hop world um, by the balls, really for that whole feud. And for the record, if it had been anyone that wasn't Jay Z, this is really a testament to Jay Z because Nas ate him. If it had been anyone else that wasn't Jay-Z, their career was over. Yeah, Nas, then, Ether was, I don't want to hear anything else. Very turbulent. Turbulent. <laughs> like, Jay, Nas destroyed him. Yeah, it was very turbulent. Him. Yo, Come let on, me man. ask you this. So speaking in that same breath of just, like, the younger generation, the guys born in, like, the late 90s, <clears throat> early 2000s, because that's kind of who we're talking about, who we're dealing with, is – is it is Hove not having his and I know he has multiple reasons for this, but for a guy like Hove not having reasonable doubt on like Apple and Spotify and and all his early stuff, volume one, volume two, is that I guess hindering some of uh I guess the new age from checking out his stuff? Because if you want to listen to reasonable doubt, you kind of either gotta hop on YouTube. Or I had, bro, I, oh yeah, or title, right? Like yeah. he's making you go get it on title, right? So I get that. But I had to, I was trying to find reasonable doubt. I couldn't even get it. I was like, I, I had to pull out an old ass hard drive to where I had like all this old hove on. It's on Spotify to, now. Is it reasonable yeah, doubt? Is? Yeah, yeah. It comes and goes. I can tell you, uh, like, I just okay. checked because I remember I was listening to it the other day. It is on Spotify right now, but he, he was, he was fucking around with his music for a while for sure, especially yeah, the early shit. Yeah. And like bro. reasonable doubt should be available whenever someone needs it. Illmatic should be available when somebody needs it. Mob Deep Hell on Earth should be available when somebody needs it. Tribe Call Quest should be available when the youth need it because they need to study. I used to study when I was a young kid listening to rap music. I had KRS-One. I had Rakim. I had De La Soul. I had Tribe, right? I had all those guys because in order to understand, 
this is a whole nother app. We could do two hours on this. But in order to understand where you at, you got to know where you're coming from, man. And these fools were out here barring up. So no disrespect to the young guys, man. I'm not one of these old heads. It's like, I don't want to listen to this shit. I like the young guys, man. I listen to all those cats. Um, but you, there's some, the youth needs to be educated on the classics and understand, like, yo, before computer, not even computers, but before, like, motherfuckers go in a booth and make a song in 30 minutes, like, yo, you really had to plan this shit out. Like, remember when someone would drop an album? Dog, like, that was a, a moment. <laughs> Massive. Massive. I, I still remember reading through the liner yeah. notes, man. You get a CD, you read through all the like, you read the whole credits, you read the who, who they shouting out, who they thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, yo, youngins, man, if you're listening today, man, just go ahead and listen to some of that shit, man. It, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. Long, long-winded, long-winded way of saying, yo, recipes DMX, but uh-huh. those, make sure you give those guys their flowers and appreciate that stuff so you could, you know. And then on the same breath that I always say, maybe you could catch a show. Maybe you can catch them before they do. Yeah, support well. them too. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Say less. Big Nick the Quick's first take Tuesday is going to lead us into this NBA talk. So go ahead, Nick. What? Yeah, no, just the other day, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers versus the Nets. And this is a Kyrie story, but full disclosure, I'm not. This isn't a, a Kyrie bashing story as much as it usually is when we bring up this man's name. But obviously, the little little scuffle the other day between the uh, the Lakers and the the Nets. Which look, Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder is one of those guys that's gonna have his moment in the playoffs because I feel like when I watch teams play against them, they hate playing against this guy. He's annoying. He gets in your face. He's got the whole German thing going on. Like he's just an irritant, right? So yeah. obviously, he was getting under um, Kyrie's skin. Kyrie got right in his face. And Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith, Dennis Schroeder said to him, God damn, nigga, like, get out my face, right? Right. Kyrie took major offense to that. Yeah. Like, don't call me, nigga. Don't call me, nigga. You don't know me like that, bro. Like, right. oh, what is that? I'll knock your head off or some shit like that. <laughs> Turned out being a whole thing. They right. both got ejected, right? So this led me down, like, two different thought paths. Number one, and I guess I'm going to throw this back to you. Yeah. Where are you with Kyrie reacting that way? Yeah. And number two, I had said, hey, look, had they, had they fought, Schroeder was going to scrape him. You said not a chance. Not a chance. Which got us talking about who we think might be the best scrappers currently in the league. Yes. Um, not, so not first, let chance. me ask you, yeah. where are you at with Kyrie reacting that way to that particular situation? Um, I understand what he's saying. And I, that's it fits what Kyrie believes. You know, he, he doesn't believe in, you know, supporting that type of language that oppressed our people for hundreds and hundreds of years and it's been a derogatory term since it was ever introduced. So I understand what he's saying. Um, that's really all I got to say about that. I get it. I, uh, mm-hmm. it, it I can't fault be, him for it. I can't fault him for that explanation. Yeah. But yeah. Shooter wouldn't have known that in the moment. So yeah, it's just, is what it is. It's just, like, yeah. yeah, he's just, it was just, it's in his language. So he said it and it was yeah. just like, yo, chill my G. Sure. I don't know you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Um, All right. But to the to the scrapping piece, give me the scrappers. I think you're. I think you're. Uh, well, let me, to to touch on Kyrie and Dennis, I think you're underestimating Kyrie when when it if if, if it got to that. Why? Just because I think he'd be about that. Because you don't think Schroeder would be about that? No, it's not that I don't think Schroeder would be about it, but I think Kyrie would be more about it than Schroeder. Interesting. He'd be, he'd be on some like fighting for his character type shit, like <laughs> the, I, the Irving name, like the legacy, like he you know has Us like, Black Americans need to stick together. We got to fight the German oppressor, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah, like Kyrie wouldn't go for that. And I think uh, Dennis doesn't. De- Dennis doesn't cross me as a guy that could that could throw down. I don't know what. I don't okay. Know, I don't know why, but that's just what I got. Fair enough. So this yeah, led me sure. to kind of go on a little Google search of. Cause I couldn't think of it off top. Like, who would be the best fighters currently in the NBA? So I found this list on Barstool of all places. Yeah. Um, of their, all right, so they're top 10 right now, right? Yeah. From 2018, actually. They got Robin Lopez at number 10. When I saw that, I was like, no, nah, it's, 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 it's already fraudulent. Like, he, he's <laughs> not, like, if he were, if you were to get him angry enough, maybe like no disrespect to Rolo. We watched him for years. We're big Rolo fans on the podcast. Oh, yeah, so you can go yeah, back and check Rolo. the resume. We love Rolo. Put a shift in. Yeah, but not a fighter. Number nine, and I didn't know this dude could scrap, but looking at him 100%, this guy might be up there. Terry, Scary Terry Rozier. No question. No question. So they got two videos. He fought Bledsoe and he fought Brandon Jennings. And just the caption for the Brandon Jennings fight is him just landing a right hand 
all across Brandon's side of his face. So yeah. scary Terry, and he got heart. Big heart. Heart. He would fight Robert Lopez, no problem. Terry. <laughs> oh, Terry. <laughs> to number eight, I don't think this dude could fight, but I don't know if anybody would try to fight him, is Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he would be a guy that you would have to find out, I think. You would have to find out, but you probably wouldn't want to. I don't know, man. Those South, those South Central, Central. LA, LA motherfuckers. Which, which brings me to my next guy. <laughs> he doesn't say much, but he does a lot. Kawhi. Hmm. The hands, bro. You think Kawhi got hands? <laughs> I think Kawhi will fuck you up. He's got braids. <laughs> Kawhi's got braids yo. for 20 years, bro. I don't know. That's a good one. <laughs> Can Kawhi like would Kawhi? Kawhi bang? You'd be like, can Kawhi I mean, bang? I don't why know. Why are you talking about me? <laughs> I will hit you in your face. It would have to get. <laughs> I, I would. On that same token, can he bang? I'm not sure. But I wonder what it would take him to get to a point where he would be like having to bang, like he that to to bang. Yeah, I don't know because he doesn't show any emotion. He's won three championships, and we still don't know how he feels about anything. So. <laughs> Um, exactly. or two championships. Um, all right, next guy. The guy in my head better be on this list. I think I think this is the guy. Okay. Definition of scrappy. Okay. A hundred percent would fight. Okay. Hundred percent probably does fight. Yeah. We saw him. We saw him hit Chris Paul in the nuts. No, that wasn't. Okay. No, he didn't hit Chris Paul in the nuts. Who did he hit? In the, he hit somebody else in the nuts. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart will scrap for sure. No scrap. question. Scrap. That Marcus was, Smart might be number one because I think you could whoop his ass and he'll keep getting up. Yeah, Marcus would definitely bang and can scrap for sure. Yes, yes. Straight off the strength of his just his persona. Yeah, 100%. He's not losing a fight. Next, <laughs> next, Boban is who they got. Absolutely. Boban would get folded up. I would, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he can fight. He's just He's, big. You just maybe couldn't hit him. The next dude, I think this dude's the biggest woofer in the NBA. I think he would be talking about fighting. I think he's the type of dude he'd be on the street yelling all types of crazy shit. But when it came down to it, I don't really think this dude could scrap like that, man. And I, I, it pains me to say it because he's from the crib. But Pat Bev, I just think it's a lot of woofing, man. He's, I think he can fight, but it's not. It's a lot more bark than bite with Pat. Like, if he was to go up against Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart would scrape his ass. I think he just has so much bark that the bite is just impossible to keep up with how much bark right. it is. <laughs> you, can't, you can't match the bark. Yeah, you can't match the bark, like, regardless. But yeah. I, I, I would that, I would say Pat Bev could get down. Versus Marcus Smart? I think Marcus Smart might be the gold standard here. Like, hey, the could guy, this do what Marcus Smart? The guy I had in mind that wasn't on the list, I'm talking Jay Crowder. Oh, Jay Crowder. Yes. You think Jay Crowder can scrap? Yes. Why? 100%. What about Jay Crowder makes you think he can scrap? His face. <laughs> <laughs> his face. That's it. And his attitude. His attitude on the court. Yeah. Makes me feel like he can scrap. He don't take no bullshit, no nonsense. I okay. I'll Jay finish Crowder. with I'll finish with two. Okay. Steven Adams. Yeah. I think his his legend is kind of like outgrown him, but I probably would not want to fight that dude. I think he has like 12 brothers and sisters and like his sister's like an olympic bodybuilder that like used to fuck him up so like that dude's like one of the youngest of a bunch of big ass australian kids yeah and he's new massive. zealand he's just fucking massive yeah. and number one who every list that i looked at for number one fighter in the nba and it's pretty obvious former chicago bull do you know Jimmy? trained in fighting no one no one would beat this dude in a fight because oh you're talking about james johnson james johnson yeah, yeah well yeah he's like and he's a martial art you just maybe think though. I think Jimmy Butler actually might win. Jimmy Butler. Is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy would, Butler would scrap 100. It doesn't matter if Jimmy Butler would scrap you in a Rolls Royce. Like he's just built that <laughs> way. Now. Like he'd pull yeah. up in the Rolls and get out and scrap you. So yeah, it doesn't care. So who do we got, man? Who who is the king of the hill? Who's the king of the ring in the NBA if it came to a fight? Yeah, holler at us, man. Shoot yeah. me a message. Shoot me a DM. I want to know what y'all think too. Do you know who one of the biggest low key scrappers in the NBA history was? Like, if you read up on it, like this dude would fuck you up. Who? Jerry Stackhouse. Oh, I can see that. Known, like, big, like, no, he was like a don't fuck with Jerry Stackhouse. It was like a known thing back in the New day York, in the NBA. Is he a New York guy? I think he's a New York guy. But he doesn't say a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. doesn't say shit. You so. know what's so funny? When you say Jerry Stackhouse's name, the first thing I think of is when he flushed 
uh, on some Duke player in Duke, North Carolina, and he walked away. And he did this. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no. <laughs> okay, all right. Hold on. Let me see. Real the quick. Stack highlight. Before we jump into this, before we jump into this, this the full the full show, I gotta. I'm gonna. I'm about to play this clip. Also, one of the greatest sports names of all time, Jerry Stackhouse. Like it's just, yeah, it's just a good Stackhouse. name, dude. Like name. the last name Stackhouse is just great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pull up these. So yeah, that that was interesting. And then you go back, obviously. Um, Man, who was who? You know, my man's used to play for the Bull. Charles Oakley used to scrap people mid court for gambling debts. <laughs> Definitely a scrapper. Ron Artest. Hold on, let me share my screen. Here it goes. You'll know. You'll know what I'm All talking right. about now. Shut this up, is UNC legend. Share screen. Yeah, dog. Jerry Stackhouse. I always think about. I always think about this dunk. When I think about Jerry Stackhouse, and it's more just the him walking off. Can you, you see my screen? Search, did you search your Google your YouTube search was Jerry Stackhouse dunk on dunk dude? On Duke, oh, yeah. dunk on dude! I thought I said dunk on dude. <laughs> Look here it goes. It's the it's the walk off after. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah! I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Yo, first off, the walk he, off. Look, that dunk was crazy. Yo, shout out Stackhouse, man. Dog, shout out Stack, man. Stackhouse and Iverson never worked out, but. Shout out Stack. Yeah. Oh, Jerry Stackhouse. So it's funny, man. Every time I hear Stackhouse's name, that's the first thing I think of. Then I start thinking, you know, about he had a, he had a great NBA career, too. But. Yeah, I think he's a coach now. Or he's doing something now that's important somewhere. I don't know if he's Jerry like a player Stack. development guy, but yeah, shout out Jerry Stackhouse for real. Yeah. All right, let's get Look into it. Scrappers in the NBA, let us know. Hit us on Twitter. Let us know. Yeah, who I, yeah. Who do we forget? Who, who, who is that under undercover scrapper? The real scrappers know. The yeah. real scrappers know, which is not me. So yeah, not me, me either. <laughs> like, luckily, I'm huge, and they don't really pull it with me. So let, let me. Know. <laughs> that was never a fire. That shit takes too much energy. Yeah, no, I'm never even angry enough to to even get to that level. I'm, I'm not going to jail. Yeah, facts. Well, not suing so. me. <laughs> uh all right let's get to this nba talk first take tuesday was a hit we had we had the, the the 23 minute marker nba talk jamal murray tears his acl going to the basket late in the game yesterday it's a big big blow for the denver nuggets how big of an impact do you think this has on the west Huge. It knocks Denver out of contention as far as being an actual Denver was a leg, we talked about this legitimate NBA finals Western Conference contender, especially with the injuries that the Lakers have had to do with, deal with and the uncertainty around that, especially because, hey, as well as Utah is playing, there's still a lot of, oh, what happens once they get to the playoffs? Phoenix is a new team. And then the rest of the, you know, obviously the Clippers, you know, I think that's the team that helps the most is the Clippers, really the Clippers and the um, and the Lakers get healthy. Just taking Denver out of the equation and just how well he plays with Jokic. Like, if you were to create a player to play with Jokic, it's Jamal Murray. Like, yeah. their, their pick-and-roll game, just the way that they play off of each other, the way that Murray can – they can kind of both, you know, share playmaking duties and, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's a huge low blow. And we saw in the playoffs – like, look, I gave, him, I gave him a lot of shit earlier in the year, but we see in the playoffs, he, he is a 50-point guy. And there's just not a lot of guys walking around that can wake up and get you 50 when you need it. And when you talk about going into these Western conference duels, whether it be against Kawhi, whether it be against Braun, whether it be against Dame Lillard, some of these high scorers, Luca, you know, these guys who you, you need to have that 50 point guy to go with them. They had Mitchell last year. That's why Murray was blowing up because Mitchell was coming out, giving 40, 45 points, um, not having that available and just really relying on Jokic and, and a guy who's really about to eat now, who's probably happy about that Murray injury is Michael Porter jr. Um, but he's not as dynamic as uh, as Murray. He's just more of a scorer. Murray, Murray can handle the ball. Murray could do a lot of other things. Um, it's huge. It is huge. It's the biggest thing to happen in the Western Conference this year, hands down. Yeah, I a, mean. 100% contender, yeah. You say it, 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 it really affects the Clippers. I didn't really see it that way just because. I the, uh, like the Clippers were always going to be top three in the West from the start of the season when they lost last year. And they're like, yo, where are the Clippers going to be at? They're probably going to end top three in the West next year, right? Fill in whoever you want, but they'll be in the top three. They may win the West. They may be second in the West going into the playoffs, but 
they'll be top three and guess where they're at right now. They're number three. Then they're kind of just coasting, right? Yeah. I think it affects the Lakers now dealing with the injury. That kind of gives them a, uh, an opportunity to, to, to move up a slot, especially because they're only a game back now. Denver had won eight of their last ten. They've been balling, right? So mm-hmm. I think it, it gives a little boost to the, to the guys like the Lakers, to Portland, to Dallas. Those teams are still only three games back. So well, for, if you're the Clippers, though, I mean, not necessarily the regular season, but as far as playoffs goes, I mean, that's the team that knocked you out last year. But let so me ask, it's, you, it's, let me ask you this. Don't, you don't have to worry about them anymore. It's one less team you got to worry about out there. Let me ask you this. Going into the going into the playoffs before this Murray injury, say the Clips and the Nuggets were in the playoffs and they were going head up. You would you would even you would think about taking the, uh, the Nuggets. Without a doubt, absolutely. I, that's how strong I was on Denver. Denver was good, and they got better. Yeah. They added Aaron Gordon, which w- was to stop Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right? So, and you didn't really give up anything that mattered at the time. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought that that was great. I thought that they were primed to make a run. I thought that they have an MVP candidate. They have a secondary guy who's really fucking good. You have a third scoring Porter who's really fucking good. And then you got a bunch of role players around them that are really fucking good. Um and you got a wild card like Gordon, who's who can be good. He's a clown, but he can be good. Yeah. Um. So I think just remo- without Murray, that team, they yeah, it, it takes a lot away. And now you're really relying on Joker to go out there and get forty. Like that's not going to happen. You know, that's not what he, no, he, he can do. Think, it. I don't think that's what happens. I think it, it falls on Michael Porter Jr. And yeah, I'm, no, and I'm a, scary. And I'm excited to see, yeah, how he right. kind of fills fills that that void. Because yeah, I mean, we know how he. I think Michael Porter Jr. has like 50 assists the entire year. So, I mean, he's he's a, he's a definition of a black hole. I think he averages yeah. one assist a game. Um, I mean, he's obviously talented. He's a bucket. He's a scorer, yeah. Yeah, he's a scorer. But I don't think you want to go down on the Michael Porter Jr. train. Not to mention, he's a guy who's had an injury problem. So, when you start talking about these five, these playoff games, you're going to be playing Michael Porter Jr. 45 minutes a night and expect him to come back out two days later and do the same thing. Like, Murray just had that gear, man. Like, Murray had that fuck it gear. I'm going out, I'm getting 50, and I'm going to win this game. And I won't get in Joker's way. And I won't get in Joker's way. I yeah. will not get in Joker's way. That's the key thing. He, he, it's it's rare that you find that type of chemistry between two high-output guys, right? So I think that that's huge for them, man. I think if the Lakers can get healthy, yeah, it's just one less team you have to worry about that could potentially give you problems. Um, but that Lakers thing, man, look, we don't we don't know what the hell the situation is over there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it opens it up for a team like Portland to maybe make their run, maybe Dallas, who I think is fraudulent and has been fraudulent all year, but again, there's still time. Um, I just think taking Murray and taking those potential 40, 50 points, 30 in the playoffs. All I mean, the time, yeah, he's averaging 20, 24 and five assists. So yeah. 20, it's 20, 21, four and five. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you're taking that out. They've won. I didn't realize they've won 17 of 20. Yeah. They've been killing. Yeah. So it's a big blow, more so for the playoffs because I think they they'll get to the playoffs still. I don't think that's. A oh yeah, they're right. gonna walk in the playoffs. They're but fine. that's but that's not gonna be. Uh, they're not. They cannot win, they win another game and make the fucking playoffs. Yeah. but they're not. As, they're not as dangerous, for sure. Yeah, not even close. No, it knocks them out of contention as far as they might give you some games. They might give you some trouble, but they're not beating any of the West's best in seven. No I chance. I, I don't. No, no chance. With who? How much of their success in the playoffs last year was Murray going off? Man, yeah, go Murray watch that Utah busy. series, man. Come the on guard now. Play. The guard yeah, play. go the guard play. Just look at the NCAA tournament now, but like, yeah, the guard play. Like, I think, yeah, I think you got a. I, I think that that's huge, man. I think that that is a huge, huge injury. Yeah, and especially maybe even for Dallas, too. They can maybe sneak out of that play-in. I know Mark Cuban and those guys were screaming about the play-in for whatever reason. I don't I don't know why you're talking about this can, now. Yeah, and, well, and you're you're going to be in the play-in. Yeah, and your team is your team, it's, it's, <laughs> your team is underperforming. You shouldn't even be fucking talking about the play-in. So, right. like, yeah, you should. You thought Luka was, you know, Luka's great, but if I'm you, you should be screaming about the fact that your team is in the eighth seed in the West and you have right. a superstar. I don't know about that, so um but yeah i think that that's i think that that uh that that injury is is catastrophic to the denver nuggets they could have taken any an injury to anybody else on the roster other than murray and Jokic. 
Yeah, that that they wish they had Gary Harris on the on the. On and the when line. and when your number one is a big, like it's all that much more important to have a a, a fucking ridiculously good perimeter player. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that, that that's it's hard to it's just hard to win on the strength of a big. Even as, as great as uh, Jokic is. Uh, Porter Jr. can fill it up, though. He can. He's averaging 17 points a game on, like, 50% shooting. He's great. He's a black hole. You don't think he could take that to 25? I think more? he could take it to 30, but he'll still only get one assist. So, I mean, if you're, but if, if you don't need him, then so what? If right? your second guy has no interest in getting anybody else involved, uh, you might you have some issues. Yeah, that is tough. Yeah, he has zero interest in getting anybody else involved. He's the perfect number three. Yeah, he is. Either you're a night or it's not. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah, don't need you to do nothing else. Yeah, yeah he's a, he is a number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just – he's not that type of player. Um, and that's nothing against MPJ. Get your buckets. Okay, fair enough. We could stay on that same game last night because that's the same game. Curry scores – Curry scores 53. Mm-hmm. Murray tears his ACL. Probably a couple of the biggest <laughs> stories so far the second half of the year. I want to talk about Steph Curry a little bit here because I know people were disrespecting him and, you know, he was injured and they didn't know if he'd get back to full four form, but he is fully on form and has been all year. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So last night he has 53, 14 of 24 from the floor, 10 10 of 18 from three. It's like it was like an easy fifty three too. Yeah, if you were watching 20, the game. twenty four shots. Yeah. yeah, like it was light. <laughs> very light. Let me ask you this: Is it? Could it possibly be time for him to maybe start looking around the league? No. Why not? Because I think that they're they're still want to see what happens once Clay comes back. Yeah. Um, he's a Golden State Warrior, and I think he's fine with retiring there. I mean, what is he? If he's looking around the league, what exactly is he chasing? I mean, he just got out of a w, period of like seven w. years of of extreme contention. I mean, yeah, I hear I, you, but yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If that, I guess, if you don't trust the front office to do what they got to do and rebuild this team, but for what it's looking like, they're going to have another decent draft pick this year. You'll get Wiseman back next year. You'll get Clay back next year. Um, I guess you figure out what you want to do with Draymond, and then it's still an attractive option for free agents, right? So you, you're talking about some of these guys. I think a lot of these teams are like, yo, when the next superstar asks to leave, we want to have our shit in place, right? So, like, that's how I feel about the Bulls. When the next superstar asks to leave, yeah, we kind of suck right now, but there's two all-stars there. Um, When the next superstar leaves, man, I'll go play with Steph, Clay, Young Wiseman, you know what I mean, and kind of do that in in the Bay. I think Um, the the Wiseman addition is a really interesting piece. Yeah. Because it's, like, almost like a, a fresh, young anchor that they could lean on. Because right. I, don't, I don't know how much contention they would have if they're going to try to lean on, you know, just Steph, just Clay, and just Draymond, in my opinion. I, I will say this. They need to hire a new trainer out there because I've never seen a team have more season-ending injuries than this team. I mean, Wiseman's out for the year now. Steph Curry got hurt a couple last year. Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Like, boys get hurt over there for some reason. Um, they need to bring in Buddy from uh, – you said it's all soft tissue too. Soft huh? tissue, yeah, man. It's soft <laughs> tissue. Yeah, exactly. All, all tendons uh, and shit. No, uh, but yeah, I think that um, I think it's still attractive. It, it'd be different if he was looking out there and like the cup was bar- the cupboard was barren. You know what I mean? Like they still got guys coming back, and I don't think he's gonna leave Clay like that. <clears throat> he wants to play with his boy Clay. He wants to see if they can do it. He wants to run through the league again, and he knows, hey, I'm good enough to at least keep us floating in that eighth, ninth situation. So right. you add me another All Star which will obviously motivate Draymond, right? Because like Dray- what Draymond doesn't do really shows when you're expecting him to be a number two or a number three. Yeah. But you added the scorers back in there. Draymond's going to do what Draymond's going to do. Yeah. You um, just let him kind of roam around and do whatever he wants. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he doesn't shoot the ball or not. But I, so I, no, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I don't think he's one of those players that's going to look around and be like, let me get out of here. Because there's an explanation for why they're not good. It makes sense. Fair. They're missing. They're missing a big, yeah, a big piece. Yeah, and you're also like, dude, we also went out and got Kevin Durant. Like you knew what that was going to do for our future. We couldn't sign young young guys to good contracts at that point in time. We couldn't re-sign a lot of guys. We weren't going to be getting high draft picks. Um, but we've done it before. Like to stay here, man. And he's an icon out there. Where are you going, man? Who are you going to play with? 
Yeah, just I don't see that from him. He said just purely off the strength. It's like, mm. and you got the chance to be a legend. You think, you think he's there. just gonna? Co- he's already a legend. There. Yeah, that's I'll what I'm saying. Like he's too. he's gonna be one of those rare guys that might be able to play his whole. He got he has the Dirk Kobe thing. I mean, that that doesn't last anymore. I know Milwaukee wishes that's what's gonna happen with Giannis, but check how I mean in two years. Um, he has that opportunity. Yeah, no, Giannis is gonna be wearing red. That would be something mm-hmm. something else. It will be. It's only what Cup ninety four, man. Like Dude, he would be. Hour. He would be amazing with Zach and Vooch. Yeah, we oh love my him God. here, man. We got a, so many Greek restaurants insane. in Chicago. We got so many Greeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lots of Greek. A lot of Greeks, bro. A lot of Greek. A lot of Greeks. A lot of Apostolos. All that, man. We got we got all them people out here, man. You get out of Milwaukee, man. It's trash. You come stay downtown, man. Come take bring a girl to a real city. Raise raise a little little kid in the real city. Milwaukee, man. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no. So I think that no, I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere, man. It was interesting because I was just thinking about it. Like, man, this dude is really just going nuts, and these are the last couple, you know, three, four, yeah. five of his prime, 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 prime years. And it's just a shame that you know Clay's not around and shit. But yep. it's interesting. It's 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 interesting to think about him, Clay, Draymond, Wiseman, Ubre. And even, and even and even Wiggins still around. I mean, I, maybe not all those guys are Bro, around. Please never mention on uh, uh, Andrew the corpse Wiggins, even though he's having a decent year for them this year. But you can't rely on him to do anything special. Wiggins? Look at the games when Steph doesn't play and he has like eight shots. He's just not built like that. Yeah, Wiggins is, is it has Laurie marketing mentality. Yes, they he should. has Laurie marketing mentality. It's like, hey, if I don't have to do anything, I won't. I'll yes. have my moments when there's no pressure. But if you if you want me to be that guy. I'm not. No, I'm good, man. Thank you. They eat the same thing for breakfast. One hundred percent. Yeah, they eat the same thing for breakfast for sure. No doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I uh, I feel it. It's interesting. I wanna I wanna see Clay and those guys back. Clay coming off an of ACL and then a uh, Achilles is kind of crazy. And on the wrong side of thirty now too, right? Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens with well, that. But. That is my only thing. Is like, hey, the assumption. I think it was cool to assume it last year but the assumption that he's going to come back and be fine even though he's a guy that doesn't necessarily need the ball and all that like not explosive or anything he moves around though like he gets to get open you know what i'm saying he comes off screens he does that whole thing um the one jumper the won't go away yeah yeah the jump and one of the best defenders in the league too the jumper won't go away but it's like yo he's got to get that off so uh i might be talking crazy cuz again clay doesn't need a ton but yeah yeah you gotta just figure out a role for him, uh, a way to, a way to, you know, yeah. Speaking of Achilles, right before we hopped on, you wanted to be like, "Yo, I want to talk about Brooklyn, see if they're playing with fire." Since we're talking about KD, Achilles, and all that, you think that Brooklyn may be playing with a little bit of fire just by purely the fact that those guys just won't get enough time together, all three of them together as a whole. Yeah, I, I I mean, obviously they have the most talented three we may have ever seen in the NBA history as far as just pure talent of those three guys. I, I actually, I do think it's the most three most talented guys that have ever been on one team. Yeah. But, man, at this point, it's like, hey, okay, so now if if James Harden comes back today, right, we have 20 games to figure this out, right? We have 20 games while we're working Kevin back in, who's missed eight weeks, right, or maybe, not even, maybe longer. Um yeah. And we're still trying to get you guys to figure out we have a rookie head coach, right? It's a whole new situation. These are three guys that have never played against each other. And it's like, yo, we need you guys ready for playoff basketball in 20 20 games. Can't miss any more games. Everybody needs to play together. 20 games, we got to get you ready for playoff basketball. It's just unrealistic to me. Um, With that being said, if they figured it out and just ran through the East, I wouldn't be shocked. But I don't think it's like a foregone conclusion, man. I just think that I'm interested to see, man. I can't wait it's for the It's hard playoffs. to put that together. Yeah, I'm ready for the playoffs to start at this point, too. I'm ready. Um, this is this is that part of the season where I'm like, all right. Yeah, we're good. We know who's good. We know who's not. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I just think for them, man, um, you really got to get these guys playing together. Because if you're looking at, like, oh, it's 15 games left in the year, and now everybody's finally healthy, <laughs> you're playing 15 tune-up games before the playoffs trying to figure out your chemistry. So I just think that, yeah, I think that that's a tough task for them. So I think the biggest thing about the chemistry piece is just coming down the stretch. I think 
it's going to be interesting. And what something that you need to kind of be to figure out to be in just situationally wise is how are we going to handle this like coming down possession per possession in really tight games? Right, and you're playing against the two right. best teams in the East are two teams that have a ton of continuity in Philadelphia, even though Philadelphia's added some pieces, but especially Milwaukee. You know, those guys, Giannis and Middleton have been playing together for years now, right? Simmons and Embiid have been playing together for years now, so you know tendencies. Things like that matter in the playoffs. Um, that's going to be tough for them to figure out, man. But again, they have the be- second-best player in the NBA. I just and- don't want them to be in a position where it comes down to a close game and then they're like – everyone's looking for everybody else because they want to get everybody involved. Right. And it's like, no, nah, man, let go ahead and let James go to work or go let Kyrie go to work. So, yeah, I think that's what needs I to think get. Kyrie needs to be, I honestly think Kyrie needs to be the closer. No, Kyrie's, a big, Kyrie's a big shot guy, man. Give me, give me, uh, well, I see, I want to say see, give me James, but that, that no, guy in the playoffs James. is different. Don't give me James. Let KD handle all the scoring throughout the first four quarters and then let Kyrie cook for his little, dude, Kyrie in spurts is crazy. We have seen Kyrie go in like a little three minutes where it's like, yo, this guy is absolutely unguardable. And when he's feeling it, it's like, and we've seen it happen in game sevens, right? We've seen him hit the biggest shot in that game seven. Um, And that's not to say that KD shouldn't have the ball at the end of the game. I get it. Like, but we talked about KD already. It's understood. It doesn't need to be explained. But Kyrie is kind of that. It shouldn't be James. We're talking about about face up. Go get a basket. Go get a basket. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you're sure you're surefire is Kyrie. Yeah, I think for most of the game, it should be a lot of James and KD doing their thing. But like if you're looking for that, that real X factor to close the games down the stretch, it's Kyrie, man. He can become downright unguardable Um, and he's able to handle the ball like that. He can make some decisions for you. I mean, KD is going to do his thing regardless, man. This almost sounds like anti KD, but I think James is unguardable as well when he gets like that. I just think him in the playoffs. Yeah, we've seen. The weather, starts to warm up. the weather starts to warm up in James. James is out at night. Bro. Like, come on. Motherfucker's getting vaccinated now. Like, <laughs> scary hours for James. We've seen some things in the playoffs that James, you know, hasn't he hasn't he hasn't done what he's supposed to do. I've just seen Kyrie close games before in like the most beautiful ways. You know what I mean? Like when he's just going and he's just on. It is like art, you know. What I mean, he's just so talented, so crafty, such a good finisher, but also a lethal shooter. Um, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I feel it. I feel it. Like, right. I don't know. If there's ever been a guy. There's never been a guy that's had the layup package of Kyrie, obviously. But there's never been a guy who's that good of a finisher, but also that good of a shooter at that at that at a, as a point guard like that. I, I, I not that I can think of. Yeah, when he shoots that thing, he gets hot too. But he can finish so well at the basket too. Like that's the yeah. other thing. Like yeah, if yeah, if he shoots that thing, like yeah, it's going, man. Yeah, he's fading all types of stuff. And, he, and he's you know, Jersey becomes untucked, and he's just doing the whole thing. Like yeah, <laughs> just, you know what I'm talking about? Kyrie. Untucked Kyrie. Yeah. Like when he just stops giving a fuck. Like untucked when he's in his zen, Kyrie. you know. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they are to answer the question initially. Yeah, they are playing with fire. Um, but I don't think they need to worry about like a Milwaukee or anything like that. Milwaukee's lost six of ten. Yeah, that's what they do, though. Then they'll they they'll probably close the season and they'll win like twelve and fourteen. Philly's the team. Philly's the team in the in the East right now, man. Does Philly does Philly have the MVP as well? I think that that injury, um, and even though he's back now, kind of knocked Embiid down a few rungs. Obviously, um, to me, it's hard to say that he's not, but I just think missing those games. So I, right now, I got I got Jokic. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. I, and I think the Joker's MVP candidacy is really about to be strengthened over these last 20 games without Jamal Murray. I was just going to say. So, that. Yeah. If he starts going ballistic and then he ends up carrying them to some more wins with essentially his his Robin out of there now, that'll be a strong case hey, to, can, close, can, to close the year too. Can I ask a question though? And like, I, I know because he's not scoring more than like 15 or 16 points, but for the life of me, why why isn't Chris Paul a top three MVP candidate? Like, I mean, we talk about this all the time. He's the only difference in that team this year, and they have the second-best record in the West. And when you watch them play, it's a completely different squad. In the fourth quarter, all he does is win games. He does not lose a game for you in the fourth quarter. As someone who watches every single Bulls game, Bulls game right, and watches what a lack of a smart point card can do to you and do to a lead in the fourth quarter – Chris Paul is invaluable to that roster. Invaluable yeah. to that roster, man. I mean, like, 
It's night and day. It is night and day. I, we were texting it's, the it's other crazy. night when they, were, when they were playing the Clippers on a back-to-back off the Jazz after beating the Jazz, who have the best record in the West, two games in a row. They showed up the next night in L.A. and were playing the Clippers hard. Hard. And the Clippers were shooting like 60% from three, and it was still a back-and-forth game, and they ended up losing, but they were playing hard. So, yeah, that's a good point, man. Uh, they're go- they're going to be like – 52 and 20 or some shit. I mean, like he, this, this team's turnaround that he's been able to engineer. And again, he is the difference, right? Like I get it. Book and all those guys were there, but they, they did not know how to win games. Like they didn't know how to win games. He literally came in and said, Oh wait, no, this is how you win a basketball game. No, this is the right move to make in the fourth quarter. It's not about you. It's about making the right play. Give me the ball. Like, I just think that, yeah, man, I, uh, he should be in the conversation. He should at be least. in the conversation. He's, uh, he's the guy that gets in. He's the he's the the Heisman Trophy invite guy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Except for yeah, he's doing things. And when you watch him again, man, like watch fourth quarter, Chris Paul. It's it's remarkable how many high IQ plays that he makes that result in the right outcome, a positive outcome. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a great point and a great segue into talking about the Bulls because man th- I can't remember the last time I've watched the team and just in dire need of a point guard at the end of the game. Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> For everybody listening, Vic Nick the Quick named his uh, his name his name on the stream is Lonzo Bull, but yeah, this team coming down the stretch yesterday, the offensive possessions that we had were <laughs> remarkably bad, yeah. remarkably bad. We got bailed out a couple times by uh, a couple jump shots, and then we had <clears throat> a bad young baby hook like on a back down. But if you guys watched the game, you were watching the Bulls last night uh, in Memphis. The the whole offense and everything coming down the stretch was in complete disarray. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a lot of giving the ball to Zach and telling him to make a play. And look, I love Zach. I love his progress. No, 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 no. That's the problem. Yo, look, it's not even give the ball to Zach and let him make a play. He's got. He's bringing the ball up. He's running point. He's running point guard. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, he's running saying? point. He's he's not James Harden. He is not like I get that. Like at some point a few years ago, it was a shift in the NBA that was like, well, why don't you just give your best player the ball? And for a lot of guys, it worked. But then you have certain guys where like, look, that that's not it. Like, and Zach is one of those guys. You talk about Phoenix. Devin Booker is one of those guys. Like, look, these are our best players, but they shouldn't necessarily be making all the crunch time decisions in the last five minutes. And if you watch Zach, he has always been a turnover. Like, he turns the ball over. He has bad turnovers, right? Like, that one – I don't know. It was like two or three minutes left in the game. He just came down at the three-point line looking like he's going to make a pass and just throws it right to the defender in front of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just – it's just not what he does. He's there to score. And I think he starts to get uncomfortable, He gets very uncomfortable. He tries to force. He's not comfortable trying to do that at the end of the game. Now, if you want to run some offense with a point guard and get him the ball coming off a screen or coming downhill or catch it and he has to, you know, make a decision if I'm going to pull up, make some space, shoot a jumper or go to the basket, cool. If he has to bring the ball up the floor and start making decisions and start trying to decide what we're going to do this possession – is when he starts to 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 unravel a little it, bit. It's a disaster, and again, that's it's just not it's not him, man. It's not the type of player that he is, and it's not anything close to one of his strengths. Like we've been talking about it all year, yeah. offensively and defensively. The need for a point guard is glaring on the defensive side of the ball, man. Don't let us play some little quick guard that can get buckets. Don't let us play Trey Young, right? Don't let us play. Uh, who else cooked us after Trey? Uh, who have we played? Ja Morant. I mean, Ja's great, but like these guards, we can't stay in front of any point guard. Right? So, it's, like these. It's funny you say that because I was going to say if the Bulls are playing a, somebody down low, a big man. That too, yeah. I would take a look at taking that team on, a, on, on, on yeah. some money bet because right. we get destroyed down low. Uh, Jonas did that 
Valanciunas did that last night to Vucevic. Good player. Yeah, he is. It's an interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting situation that the Bulls are in now because it's like, okay, we made our move, but now we have twenty games, and the team doesn't really look very good. There's a lot of holes. So, right. I mean, and, and I think the the issue is like it will the move the move for me was two parts. It was a win now move, and it was a future move, right? The future move to me is still intact. I told you all the reasons that I think it was the right move to the, for the Bulls to make. You need to have some talent inside the building to attract other talent potentially, right? You need to pair Zach with another good player. The problem is the short term for it looks so bad right now. Like they just haven't looked comfortable as a team since they've made those moves. But a lot of that, I don't know how much of that is Vooch or even Zach. A lot of it is the fact that you got Kobe White who has gotten worse. Literally, zero development from Kobe White this year. I'm going to call it what it is. He is worse than last year. You tried to make him a point. What, what I got scared of happening with Kobe White is exactly what happened. You yeah. took a guy who had a, a certain skill set that was fit to play a certain type of role. You tried to make him something else, which I'm not faulting them for, but it's just what I was worried about. You tried to make him something else. It didn't work, and now you're telling him to go back to the old way, and he just doesn't know how. And what you have is a very confused player out there. Whereas you really should have a guy who's offensively aggressive. Like, that's what you need to be, dog. Like, you're a shooter. You're a scorer. Go out there and get your buckets and worry about the rest later. Okay, failed draft pick there. Then you have Laurie Market and another guy who you should be relying on to do something. Now that Vooch is here, you slide comfortably into the third scorer on this team. You can't even do that on a night-to-night basis. You have games yeah. like last night where I don't even remember watching you in the damn ball game. So he what's was, the purpose? Yeah, he wasn't. He had, he, had a, he, had, he had one point? One point. Yeah. So it's like, it's like man, we're trying to find a role, trying to fit you in, but like you you can't even take that role on, right? I get Patrick Williams. His aggressiveness goes in and out, and it's been out for like the past week. He's 19 years old, right? He's still just learning his way, not trying to step on his toes. But I also think if I'm Billy Donovan, I'm like, hey, bro, go out there today and get 15 attempts. I, I don't care how you get it. Just try to get three to four attempts a quarter. We just we don't need you to be timid, but regardless, he's a young yeah. player. But you're looking at this marketing, this Kobe White, and these guys, they're not playing like seventh picks in the draft. They're not paying like 17th picks in the draft. So it's like, man, it's hard to be like, yo, it's all Zach. Guys can't play with Zach. I don't know if it's that guys can't play with Zach or guys can't play. These guys can't play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they yeah. can't. I'm watching Kobe and, and man, you remember how we ended the year last year? We're like, yo, this dude can hoop. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, Kobe was nice. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe he, he you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he seems like a guy who is out there thinking. The hair ain't even flowing like it used to. He's just out there thinking, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's like he got a perm. The hair ain't flowing. The game ain't growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I'm worried about that, man. Those are all, you know, obviously those aren't Karnasovic's mistakes, but I worry about that. And like, I love Billy Donovan. Um, but there's some adjustments that aren't made towards the end of the game. But I don't know if it's because he doesn't know who he can trust. Maybe you can't take the ball out of Zach's hands because you don't fucking know who else's hand to put it into. It's one of those things, too. <laughs> so, we, yeah. can't, we can't get a stop. To save our lives. No. like Maybe the worst, one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen in my it, entire life. It is, it's really bad, especially transition-wise. 121 to Minnesota is, is egregious. And I think 121 to uh, – to Minnesota, and then they get what, – what was the final last night? It started slow, but then they ended last up – Last night was 101-90. Memphis still got 100 on us. Yeah, they still poured it late. But, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting situation. What's What do you think something that we could hang our hat Rubio on? Rubio had 17-4-9. Point guards fucking kill us, man. Rubio shouldn't yeah. be getting 17 anywhere. Yeah, no. That, I mean, the point – we get killed at the top, and then we get killed down low. Yeah. Um, so, and then yeah, on offense, we can't put together buckets at the end of the game to, to, to overcome getting game. killed when like that. When it's crunch time and it's time to <laughs> it's winning time, both sides fail. It's, it's tough because both sides start to fail because, yeah, we're getting schemed and, on and we can't make any stops and we have no organization on offense. And if you're going to commit to Vooch being your big, the rest of your defense needs to be tight around him. Airtight. Airtight. Like, if you want to go with Vooch and Zach as your guys, okay, then you better give me three defenders. Lonzo Bull. Lonzo Bull. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's where I'm at with them, man. We what's need a point guard. Hang, what's something we can hang our hat on to close the year? Like, 
Because, um, because we might, we're gonna. I think we'll. I think we end up sneaking into the play-in. Maybe it, it, it's starting to look I, ugly, though. We I have what? I hang my hat on the fact that this had been a couple years ago under the previous regime. I'd be pulling all my hair out, going crazy, and talking about burn the whole thing down. What I hang my hat on is I'm watching a professional organization. Still, I feel I'm watching a professional head coach. I'm watching an organization that at least the perception around them in the league has somewhat shifted. I didn't get a chance to read the article that came out today uh, where Thad Young talks about what it was like last year, but I'm really interested to read that. Apparently it was awful, um, which we've read a lot of those stories. So I hang my hat on the fact that I'm very comfortable that, okay, so we failed this year. These guys that are going to address those failures are guys that I trust. That's what I hang my hat on. So I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not in panic. I had no expectations this year, so I can't be disappointed. Yeah, fair. And I think it's just this is this is this is year one. It's year one, man. Yeah. The year one. Yeah, sky's uh, not falling yet. Zach has now shown that he's an all-star and he's gonna be worth the money that he'll get. And we'll we got some we got some things to put together. Oh, Zach made himself two hundred million dollars this year. Yeah, no question. Made himself two hundred million dollars. No question. I'm really interested bro. to see like I, the Levine I, family. I te- <laughs> yeah. I texted this to you guys in the group chat. I never want to see Lloyd marketing again. Yeah, it's one of he's one of the most frustrating players to watch. Yeah, I just I'm good. You know what I was thinking? If you were to take a non-Bulls fan, right? Yeah, and you were to have them watch the Bulls for two games, right? They would give you two completely different assessments of Lloyd marketing. On the right game, you would watch this dude and be like, wait, you guys don't want to max this guy out? You guys don't want to pay this <laughs> yeah, guy? You couldn't exactly. extend it? What the, what's wrong with you? He's flushing on people. He's not just a shooter. He's flushing on people. He's he, he's able to put it on the floor, do his thing, whatever. You watch another game, you're like, wait, did he play? Yeah, facts. Did he play last night? That's exactly This guy's right. seventh pick in the draft? So it's like he is he is frustrating, man. Um, I don't know, man. Look, man, and I know some people are like, oh, that mentality dog shit is not real. Like, yes, it is, bro. bro. Get, get me dogs. I want dogs. I want Jimmy Butlers. I want guys who, if I'm one for 17, I'm shooting shot number 18. And that bitch right. is going in. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. So you don't get that from Laurie, man. He just goes with the motions. If he's feeling it that night, man, you're in for one. It's going to be great. But if he's not feeling it, he's not going to shake himself out of it. He's not going to assert himself. And for $25 million a year, I don't want a guy who I got to power up all the time. You know what I mean? I want a guy to show up ready. Say one thing about Zach. Boy comes in ready every day. Yeah, he does. I'm going to put this on wax. I'm not done with Kobe yet. I just don't need to see him in any type of starting role. But Me neither. I'm not done with him. Yeah, and I'm good off the – he's just not a point guard like we said. Clear his head. Clear his team. head. Just let him go microwave it off the bench. Yes, and get some yes. Buckets. Go score, bro. Go yeah. be Lou Williams. Go be like one of those type guys. I was talking with Edder the other day. I was like, uh, I, I want him to, or was this on the group chat? I was like, I want him to be Bobby Jackson, not Mike Bibby. It's okay, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's a good, that's actually but, a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, those guys come in and there's no pressure, man. It's like, hey, I'm coming in and I know I'm here to score. I think with him, right. you got in his head. He's a young player. He's impressionable. He's trying to do well, right? He's yep. trying to do well. You know, you're young, but it's like, nah, man, like that's not on him. He's just not a fucking point guard. You knew he's not a point guard, and I hope you didn't ruin a good score. Yeah, facts. All right, before we get out of here, give me a, give me a yes or no. Does Julian Edelman come back and play for the 10 Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> uh, no. No, he's he failed, done. He, he failed a physical. Oh, he did? Yeah, I think that's why he got released from the Patriots. Wait, he, he got released. From the, he got released from the Patriots. I think he got released and retired. Oh, see, I didn't even know any of that. Yeah, I, I, he, I missed he, that part. I thought he just he, flat out retired. No, I think he failed a physical. And then, um, he, oh, that's when he's talking about his body breaking down yeah, and all his that. Body's breaking down. He's all fucked up. No, nah, he should talk to Wes Welker and let Wes Welker tell him, "Hey, man, just hang it up." I missed that. I missed yeah, that. He, he, he did. Failed he physical. failed a physical. Yeah. Huh. Man, that that's that stretch of that's the last guy of those sub guys. Yeah, from from New England. That oh, from New West, England. Yeah, it yeah. Was it was uh, Edelman, and then Chris it was Hogan. uh no, Hogan. but not the the slot. You mean guy the guys who were really like, good? Yeah. Who was the little the other little white dude? Danny he Woodhead. No, 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 no. Wide receiver. He went to he went to Detroit. After that, 
he dated uh, the little the the model that now dates Christian McCaffrey. I know who you're talking about. Um, uh, look him up for me. Look him up for me. Because uh, that's what I'm saying. It was crazy because that stretch, Wes was in the slot. Then it was Edelman. And then it was uh, Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola. You know what <laughs> Danny Amendola. Yo, talk oh. about putting a shift. Yeah. So <laughs> those are, that was like the last one of that slot yeah. little white dude. Did Amendola do anything in Detroit? He didn't do shit in Detroit, right? Not really. I think he's he, done. Then he went to Miami for a little quick yeah, second, yeah. I believe. But yeah, man, Tom Tom made those guys a little bit of money. There's no doubt. About uh, absolutely, man. That's uh, yeah. That's great. He took care of his guys, man. Yeah, Amendola is uh, a free agent still in the league, but yeah. yeah. Oh, this is the chick he was dating. Yeah, Copo, Olivia Copo. Olivia Copo, yeah. She dates uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey now, right after the right before the, the, little, the little big deal he got. These NBA players, these athletes are so funny. I <laughs> know, dude. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not fucking, I'm not fucking with no chick yeah. that used to fuck with another motherfucker in the league, bro. It's well, yeah, especially because you don't have to. Like, you, you know, yeah. So, like, you, yeah, you're Danny Amendola. It's like, or Christian McCaffrey. You can you can do whatever you got to do. Straight. But yeah. I guess, man, I guess when you start talking to these chicks, I guess you can find them, but... Man, nah, you can find a lot them, of these, A lot of these chicks used to fuck with somebody in some league. That's why you gotta ask. Hoopers, all right, man. Let me uh, NFL, hockey. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's hockey, it's like, all right, forget about it. It's all good, man. We'll never cross paths. Yeah. But yeah, yeah bro, I don't get that either, man. I really don't understand that. I don't. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. But uh, that's no catch up sports on via Chicago. What's the date, man? Tuesday, April 13th. For your uh, for Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Rock with us, YouTube, iTunes. Tell the homies, tell the friends. Pass it along for Big Nick the Quick. No catch on Sports Talk in Chicago.